Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 113. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies, currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week, due to popular demand, i.e. one vote margin in our Twitter poll, <laughs> Twitter poll. <laughs> Uh, we are going to do one long super episode on the entire Final Destination franchise. Yeah, and this franchise was completely new to both of us, so we have many thoughts. We do have good news. At the end of last episode, when we rolled it on the roulette, we talked about how some of them were on Netflix and some of them weren't, but that was a, a different month than the month we're in now. Yeah. And as of this month, they're all on HBO Max. That was such a wonderful little surprise. You know what's spooky? Just not to get into it too quickly, but like Final Destination is all about signs. It's all about like seeing, you know, symbols and yeah. signs where where they happen. The fact that this is episode one thirteen, and the month that we did it, all the episodes magically showed up on HBO Max. Like I think that some it, the universe is telling us something. I mean, it would be really special if it was episode one eighty. That would be crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, we haven't done that many episodes. Do you think we'll get to episode 180? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, just making sure. It feels inevitable. <laughs> yeah. We've done, one th- we've done 113, so why not? What's 70 more? We're like halfway there. More than, yeah. More than. More than halfway. Uh, so we're going to talk about all these movies. I think we're going to go one by one like we did with the Saw franchise yeah. about a year ago. Yeah. So, spoilers in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> Abound. Abound. Um... Would you recommend that people watch the entire Final Destination franchise? No. (laughs) No, especially not how we did it, which was binge it over two days. I agree. Don't do that. Don't do that. Really don't. I actually think that, like, if you are a a horror completionist as we are, like, there's nothing wrong with watching all five movies, like, at some point in your life. Like, if you've seen one and two already... Mm I think a lot of people have seen like the first couple and you're like, I love the idea. I think it's fun. I like seeing the creative kills. Totally like watch three, four and five at some point in your life. If you have time, whatever, maybe do not watch them all at once. Because let me tell you, they just get worse and worse. And by the end, they're so fucking boring. Yeah. Like it's it's so boring. They have a formula and that's fine. It's fine. There's something wrong with the formula. But when you watch the back to back, you just stop caring. Caring, as much. and the and the problem is, is that like the movies do try to really escalate the stakes, the, 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 yeah. not the stakes, the kills, like the the creative ways in which people die. Like in the Final Destination, they just die. They just like die in like fairly normal rote ways. That's not true. Well, I guess not. But they they're just dying. By the time we get to four and five, like it's it, it's unhinged. It's like so insane. Much like Saw. Right. Unfortunately, if you watch them all at once, that doesn't come through. You're like watching the craziest murder you've ever seen in your life. And you're like, eh, it looks exactly the same as all the other crazy murders I just watched an hour ago. So like, it's, I think that that's, we really suffered. Unlike Saw. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think to Final Destination was constantly comparing this experience to our Saw Marathon. I think not only because like we obviously did it as a marathon pretty recently, but also because like the formula of these movies is very similar mm-hmm. that it's like a whole new group of people. All they're all going to die in really insanely creative ways. Creative ways. Uh, but like comparatively, there's just not as much going on in Final Destination. 
Yeah, I just think these movies are more straightforward. And that means that the lows are higher than Saw's lows. Correct. Because the lows of the Saw franchise are just so stupid. So bad. So dumb. And this just never, it never sinks that low. But like. It's because there's no lore. Or there's lore, but like there's, okay, let's just get this out. Like first, there's no villain. There's no like villain of these movies. I was kind of like, I didn't know anything about Final Destination walking in. Did you? You don't know anything? I didn't know anything. I didn't even know the premise. I knew nothing. I sort of remembered as we watched them like, oh yeah, it's about like people sort of getting killed by their environment. But I didn't know. And I was thinking like, oh, I wonder if this series is going to have a big bad. Yeah. Like... John Kramer, which I also didn't know until we watched Saw, that it that there was like a big bad of of the Saw franchise. I had no idea. So I was like, I wonder if it's gonna be a big bad. There is not. It's just like this the, the vague of specter death. of death. Yeah. <laughs> like so there's very little to like attach oneself to in terms of like fun. The way that like it's fun to be like oh freddie jason really, we michael to, we need Chucky, to back off. i don't know this is you're being really negative sorry these movies are a lot better than i thought they were gonna be really yeah they're a lot worse than i thought they were gonna be fascinating um, i thought they were gonna be like stupid and they're fun i think okay i think that beyond one and two they are stupid one and two are really good I agree, but three, yeah, four, and so five come after those. Than I thought they were gonna be. Sure, that's fair. I one was better than I thought it was going to be. Don't get ahead. Stop. Don't okay. get ahead of it. Okay. Okay. Should we talk about the first movie? Yes. What's it called? Final Destination. It's from two thousand. Yeah. It's directed by James Wong. Mm-hmm. Written by Glenn Morgan, James Wong, and Jeffrey Reddick. Jeffrey Reddick pitched this as an X Files spec script, and they made it into this movie instead. And it really feels like it could be an episode of the X Files. It really does. Mulder's or like, or like the Twilight Zone, like it's it's got like that kind of episodic feel to it. I don't think it could be the Twilight Zone, but it could be the X Files. Yeah, good. Why? What's the twist? Of the, what's the ironic twist? This in a world where yeah. I don't know. I just think it could. I'm not, I'm Imagine not, a play. I'm not that trying crushes. to picture it. I'm just saying it could be one. Uh, there's some kids. Are we gonna like get to go through the plot? Are we assuming people have not watched this? We're gonna assume that you haven't seen these movies. However. I'm going to try to reel us in on the plot recaps because we have five movies to talk about. Yeah, and there's a lot that happens. And I don't want this to be a three-hour episode about five movies that we only have to. I mean, I wrote down how every single person gets killed. So, like... Sure, I don't want to talk about the plots of all the investigations. Sure, that's fine. No, because they're the same in every movie. And we'll be here forever. Yeah. Final Destination. Oh, James Wong. We should talk about James Wong real quick. Okay. So, he directed this movie and... Should I spoil it? Sure. Final Destination 3. It's not a spoiler. It's on IMDb. This movie's been out for 10 years. Like, it's not a spoiler. This movie's been out for 22 years. I meant Final Destination 3. Has been out for 15 years. Okay. He also directed a a really bad movie that I love in between the two Final Destination movies he directed Mm -hmm. called The One, starring Jet Li, which is about the multiverse of madness and uh, the infinite Jet Li's, including the killer Jet Li that they have to stop. Sounds amazing. Uh, It has a new metal soundtrack that is, it can't be beat. Cannot recommend highly enough that you watch The One. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, please watch The One. Uh, even if you never watch a Final Destination movie, it rocks. It's so dumb. I love the 2000s. They were the worst time in American <laughs> They culture. were the worst. Okay, don't ever say that ever again in front of me because nothing reinforced for me how much I hate the 2000s than watching these movies back to back. They were a plague. The 2000s were, in general were a plague on our society and our country and I'm never getting over it and nothing has affirmed this more for me than watching horror movies, specifically Final Destinations 2 and 3. Like, holy shit. The one innocent. Anyway, 
James Wong made this movie about some kids going on a class trip to France. Mm-hmm. And Alex, and they all die. our main character, starts to feel extremely bad vibes. Yeah, and then the plane goes up and they all die. One by like one. immediately, like whilst taking off. It is horrible. If you've ever feared getting on a plane in your life, which I have, traumatizing. And then, oh, he wakes up. It's a twist. It didn't happen. He had a vision. It di- it's about to happen. He's on the plane. So he starts flipping out. It's like one of those things where it's great, where like he, in his vision, he, like the tray table was broken. Yeah. So when he comes out of the vision and the tray table is still broken, he's like, oh no, that was not like a weird little dream I had. That was real ass shit. Like that was real. So like, I need to get off this plane immediately. And yeah, so, yeah, it's like, that wasn't a panic attack I just had. No, like, that, it was a like, I, it was a legit vision of the future. So he gets off the plane, he's freaking out, so in his freaking out, he starts freaking out everybody else. So some other students get involved. They get kicked like, off, and one of the teachers also has to come off, because now they're going to take, like, a later plane to France, all these different things. Oh my god, it's such a problem. And they're literally sitting there all arguing about this, and there's a big window of the, uh, how do planes take off? runway the runway and they watch the plane explode in the air so now of course it's like oh my god this child's a witch like he's a witch (laughs) he's he either uh, is like has psychic powers or he did this at this point in the movie you did skip over which is fair because i did say we should zoom through this you did skip over the name of the franchise and why it's called oh yes yes which is that that's the the final destination of his luggage is charles charles de gaulle airport in yes, france yes so like and he's that's it's very but this whole franchise is that. named after like this airplane yes i think that's cool i think it's a really good title and it's the sort of thing i think it happens another time in the opening as well where there's like something about there's like some sort of travel language that just sounds really dark yeah like things like where he's just seeing things this and it's departures? like yeah it's like things like that where it's like he's just seeing like the word final destination and it's like oh that makes me feel eerie for some reason and like one of his classmates her book falls on the ground and she picks it up and it's like turned to a page about princess die dying yeah. and it's like it's not connected to what's about to happen but it's just like eerie little weird death omen feelings that yeah. like you don't want to feel when you're bad about vibes. to get on like a flight it's just bad vibes like it's extremely bad vibes which alex continues to feel Throughout this whole movie, he just continues to feel bad vibes because when they all get back and there's a big funeral, it's so horrible. You know, all of their classmates and teachers yeah, like, perished. Like 50 people died? Like yeah, a well, lot like of people. hundreds of people died on the actual flight. So it's a huge, like, countrywide tragedy. Yeah. And they all get back. They're, it's like, a little lane, settled. By the way. That's flight why we, 180. That's why we made that reference earlier that, like, it was... And that's a big deal for the rest of the franchise. Air? I think it's Volet Air. That would make sense. I get flight it. Flight 180. Yeah. Flight 180. But they're, so they're, they're back in town. They're settled. They're all grieving. It's very sad. One of the they boys like lost guilty. his brother. One, like... one of the kids lost his brother. Like it's very upsetting. And uh, so again, the bad bo- the the bad vibes the bad vibes start to happen again. And we sort of see that Alex's friend Todd Todd. It's Todd, right? It is Todd. It's Todd with one D. I believe it's Todd. Is it Todd Browning or is it Alex Browning? Alex Browning. Yeah. Todd something else. Yeah. I, all the all the names in these are references to horror directors of the past. The only time we're going to talk about anyone's name. Right, well, all of the names in this movie and all five movies. They're all references. Mostly this one. Well, I mean, no, because in the fifth one, their names are like Friedkin and Carpenter and shit like that. No, they're not. Yes, they are, but they never say their fucking names. That's the thing. It's all just Easter eggs. Also, just a preview... 90% of these movies are Easter eggs of either the past movies or like references to horror or like death omens of different cultures. Like it's all 
Easter eggs all the way down. It's just constant. If you love Easter eggs, these are the movies for you. If you hate them, stay away. Run. Who hates Easter eggs? <laughs> you! <laughs> you hate Easter eggs. If Evan ever sees an article that's like, here's the five things you missed in this episode of Stranger Things, Evan goes into a fugue state and okay. like has to leave the country. I like... hate explainers. <laughs> I hate explainer content. I hate well, that's, the... what the, that's what the trivia section of these of these. Okay, okay. no, no, no. Are. I don't hate Easter eggs. I hate YouTube videos that are like... <laughs> What is the ending of this movie really mean? Yeah, I mean, I hate them too. Anyway, it's, there's a lot of Easter eggs. <laughs> I love Easter eggs. <laughs> I'm a mark for just stuff like All that. All right, fair enough. Um, I, loved, I was like Murnau, like someone in the yes, Murnau. Yes, you were getting very excited about the references Agent in this Shrek. movie specifically. Agent Shrek, yes. So there's, there's a lot of referential things happening. Uh, I saw apparently Todd is also a word for death in another language with one D like German. that. So like, yeah. Full Easter eggs, just full of them. Everything means something in these movies. He starts to feel bad vibes. Things in his bathroom come alive and begin to kill him. That's a dramatic way of putting it. That's what happens. Essentially, they're Rube Goldberg machines. It's like, oh, yep. the toilet's leaking. If we talk about the details oh, of Rick Hill, we'll be here forever. But no, but like, we're like, this is just the first one. So let's like establish. Maybe the best one? The best Rube Goldberg the best thing. The no, 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 no. I don't even like Final Destination 3, but the best Rube Goldberg stuff is in the hardware store in that movie. Okay. Like this is this is when death is is it's easy. Death is take is like I'm just gonna have you slip on some water and fall on like the laundry line that is hanging in your bathroom. In the shower. In the shower. So he like falls into the shower onto the laundry line. It hangs him. Yeah, he's strangled. And then the water like recedes back into the toilet, which is kind of the part where I was like, okay, death, you don't have to be like so sneaky. Like it's okay that the toilet was leaking. Like, it's fine that there was a leak. That there doesn't have on. to be an explanation for that. Like. Oh, I guess he's trying to sort of, if death is, uh, has agency, they're trying to make it look sort of like he killed himself. Because that's kind of a theory. Death is non-binary. What? Death is non-binary. Yeah. You know. We stand. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The important part about the way this shot is that, like, you're a person watching a horror movie. So, like, the water comes, comes, like, creeping towards his foot. And you're like, oh, no, he's going to slip. But then he steps away at the last moment. Yes. Right? And then it has to do something else. So, like... It is playing with suspense in a fun way. I agree. There's a lot of really good suspense in these, and they and I think that that happens with a lot of the um, the kills in this and for and other other movies that you see like 80 ways a person could die like yes. in the scene, and then they die in like a different way, which is really cool. There's really really, really well done ways that this gets implemented throughout the series. Yeah, yeah. Like the kills are genuinely inventive, and like even when they're they give you what you came to see in the Mm -hmm. end very often yes but they mislead you they misdirect you on the way there and i actually i appreciated it basically every time throughout all five movies i I like the misdirection i agree because i I, like as much as there are parts of of these movies i did not like whenever there was a really creative kill my jaw was on the floor yeah like it happened many times that i was just like holy shit yeah yeah, for sure what did i just watch just go through the deaths because like yeah they're they're trying to figure it out they're like they're yeah. dying in the order. Their teacher, <sighs> their teacher is like legitimately so scared of him, um, because not only again is he is he a little witch who had a vision. He is starting to anticipate these things. Like he saw something about Todd, and so he was at Todd's house when he died, and then he goes to Miss Luton's house, who's his teacher, Val Luton, Val Luton, <laughs> yeah, and she's like calls the cops, the FBI, because she's like. This kid's fucking weird, and now he's stalking me. Yes. Um, but she dies because she's packing up all her stuff, and it's very creative. It, um, she has a mug 
The mug cracks, so it's leaking. She holds it over her computer just while she's, like, looking at stuff. And it's, you know, the, the big, those big computers. So it yeah, has, yeah. like, the, the fan on top. Water gets in. Is is it explode and that's how the um, glass flies into her throat? Man, I don't remember. It, something explodes on the computer and glass flies into her throat. And so she's bleeding out and she falls. Is that in this movie? Yes, because this is when she falls and she, the knife falls out of the knife block and stabs her, but she's like still okay. And then Alex runs in the house and tries to help and ends up knocking over um, a chair that falls on top of her and stabs her further. And he's like, I should go. Also and then the also her fire? house explodes. Yes. Uh, but that happens. Uh, she lights the gas. It, there's like this again. This house is like, I'm going to get you in some way. You're going to die tonight. It's going to be from this explosion or the stabbing or your throat's going to get cut. Like, it's really pulling out all the stuff. I'm sorry. I can't remember 45 Final Destination kills ago. It's fine. Because that's how long ago it was. No, and that, that this is an intense one. The rest of them actually in this movie are not as intense because... Wait, we should talk about... The one thing we should talk about is I don't understand it and I don't want you to explain things. it to me in this context. Because yeah. we'll talk about the franchise. He figures out that they're dying in the order that, quote unquote, they would have died in the plane because of the fuel line yeah. that runs underneath the seats yes. of the airplane yes. this would one, have exploded in that order. This one makes the least sense. In future movies, they are, they are better at figuring out who's going to die next based on the visions. This one is like, he just envisioned the plane blowing up, so he didn't really get to see like who would die first and last. I also think it's... And again, we can have this argument later in a movie where it's more relevant. I think this is a stupid wrinkle to this plot because they're all, they all would have died anyway, especially in this instance. The order is so irrelevant. The order? And it, it's specifically in all of them, it's conjecture based on where they were sitting. Yeah, or, well, that's why this one's... Or based on some other supernatural factor of hints. This is why it's fun, And though. it bothers I will me. tell you why I think it's fun more so in later movies but in this movie as well which is that i think he thinks that carter is gonna be next carter has or no sorry previous to this did it did uh the other girl die terry die before or after oh she died before miss luton so she gets hit by a bus she's like nothing is hunting us alex and then like gets hit by a bus so it's like you know they're dying in this order then Lu- then miss luton dies then carter who's terry's boyfriend and sean william scott who is like kind of just like a stoner oh, sean william scott's in this movie by the way yeah he's like a very small character but he does make it well, off also the plane. allie larder's in this movie yes allie larder's she in this movie a character named fucking clear? clear not claire no i was like are the clear. captions wrong so we've got alex clear sean william scott <laughs> and carter and they're like they are fripped flipping out they're like in the car screaming carter's like well if i'm gonna die i'm gonna do it on my terms and he starts driving really fast and recklessly and he parks on a train tracks, train tracks. and where does the piece of metal come from do you remember no some piece of metal that came from something is on the tracks and they the carter parks on the tracks full of himself like oh shit i'm so cool i'm gonna like just we're gods we're We're god i'm not gonna die or whatever and the train starts coming he starts freaking out because he can't get out of the car they drag him out of the car they're all standing around screaming because like they got out of the car and then a piece of metal that was on the train tracks flies up and slices sean williams head in half sean william scott sean william scott what did i say sean williams sean william scott's head in half so that's at this point alex is like 
unhinged. Like, he has fully lost at this point, understandably, but the FBI is hunting him because it looks like he is on a murder spree. Yeah. Uh, again, he's a witch and they're going to burn him at the stake. Oh, this is the other thing. This, this is what I don't like. This is the thing I don't like, is that the lore that they figure out is that if... You are next in the order, the the death's big order. On before the list. you say it, I just want to clarify to the listener: I watched five of these movies in twenty four hours, and I still don't understand how this works. It doesn't make sense, really. Which is that but if you if you are on the list and you're next, and the and death is coming for you, the train is coming, it's going to get you on the track, and somebody, quote unquote intervenes they keep using this word intervenes across all five movies if they intervene and save you then you're skipped and they move on to the next person so (laughs) carter got saved that's how sean william scott dies because carter gets saved and he he immediately gets skipped to sean william scott who dies immediately so clear is next and she is the order resets for some reason it doesn't reset she was she was the second to last to die from alex she has not been up yet to bat uh, and so she is in, I wrote down, big danger from many threats. She's like walking around her house and it's like, electricity is going to kill you. Knives are going to kill you. Car is going to kill you. Like everything is going to kill her. But Alex is like very determined to save her, etc. Um, he He's running, again, he's running through the woods from the FBI trying to get to Clear, who's like in a cabin. And he almost dies in a puddle, like a tree falls on him and he almost dies, but he doesn't. And when he gets to Clear's house, he saves her. So it skips her, goes to him. He electrocutes himself, like in order to kind of die, to skip himself. When he like dies in the electricity, that's how it like skips him because he like, quote unquote, dies. But she's next. He saves her. It skips her. Then then it's him. And then he gets electrocuted. And then like, it's quote-unquote over because then it's like okay he did die and now he's alive again you can't so see now, me listener but so I now they're shrugged. all I, safe like, <laughs> so now so now carter and clear and alex are all safe they go to paris they go to paris <laughs> and they're like nothing bad will happen we're safe but then alex starts to get bad vibes again and he carter, has like a spider sense is he the thing. It's literally like- gets tingly and then a big sign comes out of nowhere and whacks carter and he dies and that's the end of the movie yeah. So implying, I guess, that Clear and Alex will then also be next unless they can continue to, like, evade death forever. Which, yeah. spoiler alert, but it is issue two, they do not. <laughs> do you want to talk about that now? Yeah. The only well, thing I want to mention is John Denver died in a plane crash. Yes. They talk about it a lot in this they movie. They hear his song the all first the time. two films of this franchise do a lot of John Denver stuff, and then they drop it. No, then it just becomes, like, other songs. Um, One more thing to mention in this, Tony Todd. Oh. Tony Todd. Love that man. He plays a coroner with like a little too much information about how death works. Like he's just, he's creepy. He's like the harbinger. Like, yes, that's his vibe is that he's just sort of like, you can't cheat death. Wherever you go, death will follow. Just like saying ominous shit to them. Um, Yeah. I'll read you two. I don't know why he has that knowledge. It's not really explained. It's not explained. He's also in a couple of the other movies. There's no lore in this movie. There's no lore. Nothing is explained. There's no villain. But it's but it's also like it's not like the Celtic concept of death. It's not like some specific mythology. The way that like we talk about a lot of these movies, and there's it's tied about in this like yes. uh, pay the ghost. Yes, right. It's about some specific piece of lore. Right. No, no. This, this is, just is just the idea of a death. soul is owed. The concept of like fate, destiny, things like you that. You were supposed to die. You didn't die. 
you gotta die. Which, like, to be fair, I love that concept. I think that is, like, a really cool concept. But they never explain how any of these people get these visions. There is never any explanation of, like, oh, it's because you got hit by lightning when you were a child. Like, no. It's literally just that, like, if there are sort of opposing forces here, like, there's death and there's also an angel and the angel gives you the visions so that you can evade it but then death is like no i'm still gonna come for you like you're already you're already overthinking it because because they don't talk about the source of the visions at all ever but that's what i'm saying is like they don't even speculate no they never wonder it's just okay anyway we have to move on from uh episode one um we have to move on (laughs) that's the end of this episode two things (laughs) four more episodes yeah (laughs) two things this is one of those easter egg kind of things there's a lot of this sort of thing i'm not going to read every single one i just like this one specifically um when everyone is staring at alex after the plane explodes in the very beginning of the movie both terry and billy's deaths are foreshadowed when terry is staring at alex there's a picture of the butt of a bus in the background and i like this one even more while billy is looking up at the plane taking off the reflection of the plane is shown on his face it cuts a line exactly where the piece of the car cuts him later. Hilarious. I love that shit. I actually think that's like so cool. I think it's very fun. It's the kind of uh, art that you only get from the director of the Jet Li vehicle, the one. Yes. Other thing, very fun. Um, original casting choices for Alex and Clear were Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. I don't even think we even said who Alex is. It's Devin Sawa. Yeah. I don't think we've said his name. He's they the were, star of this film. It was going to be Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. They didn't get it. That would have rocked. They worked together in Spider-Man like a year later. Very fun. Amazing. Love that. We did a lot of summary. I just want to say, I think this is a good movie. I liked it a lot. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, and I really liked it I would say it's the best of the franchise, personally. very, very, very much agree. There is no question in my mind. I will say one more thing about this, which is, um, I said earlier that the 2000s are the worst time in human history, and this movie is, is an exception to that, being in the year 2000. I think that it still has 90s sensibilities about it. I think that's one of the reasons I like it. We are now entering the 2000s with Final Destination 2. Fair enough. And we know that we are entering the 2000s because one of the first things that happened in this movie is tits. There were no tits in 2000. You're talking uh, about the context of this movie? I guess. Directed by David R. Ellis. Would you like to know what he's most famous for? No. Snakes on a plane. Oh, tits. That's the common denominator. Is that what you think of when you think of snakes on a plane? It is. Fascinating. He also made Cellular with Chris Evans and Asylum. Never heard of that. Hmm. and Shark Knight. That sounds up your alley. It does. Catherine McPhee's in that movie. How fun. Uh, also Final Destination 4. Fascinating. Okay. Right? Yes. James Wong did 1 and 3. David Ellis did 2 and 4. That's very funny. That That's some saw shit. It is some saw shit. This movie's okay. It's pretty I good. I like it. Uh, I like yeah. it. <laughs> very convincing. <laughs> um, This one, we've got a girl with a vision. What are their names? I don't know anyone's Kimberly names. Kimberly Corman. Kimberly Corman, right? Corman, connection to our last Please, movie. We cannot talk about their names. It'll take us no, a million years. Um, this is when we start playing my favorite game, which is the um, actors from Supernatural. Everybody, everybody in all these movies from this point on, are they're all from Supernatural. What is that? What's Supernatural? Supernatural is a television show that aired on the CW from 2005 to 2020. Oh, okay. Um, and it has many, many, many actors, specifically Canadian actors, which is where these movies were filmed. Oh, of course. Um, and so all of them are from Supernatural. Lots of them were in many episodes of Supernatural, like three or four. So, yeah, very fun. Um, and there's also like a lot of young actors in these movies who went on to have bigger careers, which is fun. I think there's like a lot of being on IMDb during these movies was very fun because it was just like, oh, how do I know that random person's face? And it's like, oh, because they were in six episodes of a, eight different TV shows 
like across the past 10 years. So it's just, it's, it was a very fun, you know, it's fun to play trivia with these movies. So this movie opens with what I would say is probably the most famous set piece of any of these movies. It is That's crazy that you think that. That's how I feel. It is the thing that I knew about Final Destination before. Oh, you're right. Sorry. There, I think there's two things and you're right. One of them is the logs. The logs. Anytime anyone is like behind logs on the highway, they talk about they this. Talk, they're like, just like Final Destination. Um, I also wanted to say this also opens with a, a disaster on the highway. A bunch of people die. Mm-hmm. Major pile up. We'll talk about all of it in a second. Yeah. Um, but it's also a vision fake out. And I didn't see it coming. You didn't. I didn't know that it was it a It started a disaster and you were like, they're all dead. That is exactly what I thought happened. <laughs> I thought it was like the cold open to other unrelated disasters that the movie was going to wow. be out. I thought it was just like a, a set piece showing off some killer kills. That's so funny. Uh, I love that me. for you, that innocence. That's beautiful. That's like they the final They never got me again. No, the, they actually got you one more time than they probably ever thought they were going to. Yeah. So that's pretty incredible. That is a, one of the reasons, I think there's like something that kind of goes on for the next four movies where like, if the opening thing takes too long, I started to get mad because I was like, what do we all think we're doing here? Like, I know that they're all going to die. Stop drawing it out. The biggest criminal of this is Final Destination 3, but like, we'll get to that. But there's a point where it's like... Yeah, we get it. We get... we, we Especially by 3, 4, and 5, it's like, I know that they're all going to die and then they're not going to be dead. I fine. do not feel that way about the opening of 2 because the gore is immaculate. It's insane. I love the gore. It's And it's scary because it's like driving. I yeah. think that's like the part of it that's like, planes are obviously are scary the other set pieces that come later in these movie, the series are they're scary, but there's something about that's just like they're just driving, they're just going on a road trip. It's like so innocent, yeah. and there's like you know a pregnant lady and a woman with children, and it's just like one of those there's things. A girl where it's boss, like, there's a cop. The girl boss is there. Yes, there's a cop. Um, who are we missing? It's a biker. Anyway, it's the anniversary of Flight 180. It's the one year anniversary of oh, that disaster. Yes, it is. And Kimberly gets bad vibes. And she gets out of the car. She starts freaking out. She's holding up the uh, like on ramp to the highway. Yeah. And all these people behind her are mad because they want to go about their day. Uh-huh. And she's like, "No, I, I can't. I can't do this." Because which I just she's saw not even really doing happen. what Alex was doing, which is like freaking everybody out. Like people just think that she's upset about something. Yeah. Like she's not really doing a good job, like expressing herself. But then, of course, they all see it. They see what happens. What happens? And they're like, "Oh shit." Um. So kind of what happens next, I think Kimberly starts, I have it written down in this order. Kimberly must start to do research pretty quickly. Yes. Because they find out pretty immediately that Claire is in an institution, which I called immediately. I was like, if this was me, if I was like, death is coming for me, I'd be like, put me in a padded room. Nothing comes in or out. Like all and my clear is in a padded room. Is like that's what she's doing. And it's like you can't have any like jewelry on you to go no. see her. Like no, and she she does have a um a conspiracy cork board, which seems dangerous. I feel like that could kill her true. somehow. But like she's like, you can't have jewelry, but I do need to have my conspiracy cork board yeah. here. Um, so they go see her because they want to know like how did you cheat death, um. Because they do some research and the situation is that unfortunately somehow Alec, the fact that Alex had a vision is like in the newspaper. I don't know if Clear like talked about it or if the FBI unclear. talked like un- unclear. Um, wow. Because I think that it is one of the plot holes of this that like it's weird. Every, that's the plot hole. Every, that's the one. Every movie references, oh, there was this plane that went down and this kid predicted it. And it's like, how do you know this? How? Why? How did that come up? It bothers me. 
Anyway. Everybody dies. One by one. They figure out the order. The way the final destination happens. Uh, I, I really like the first one a lot, actually. Is that he, Evan, the lottery winner? The lottery winner. He goes home. You can describe um, this in immaculate detail. No, just the fact that I love it because it, his name is starts with an E. Lewis. I think it starts with an E. Oh, Evan. Um, ooh, spooky. It's your name. That's my name. Uh, and I so get my hand caught in a yeah. garbage disposal. That's the fake out because he puts his hand on the garbage disposal and it's like, oh my god, but it doesn't happen then. Um, he puts his Chinese. In wait, the let me tell you. There's a, it's letters on the um mag- <laughs> magnet letters say hey e on the fridge he puts his chinese food like on the counter and the h falls off into the chinese food so it just says i what could it mean he puts the chinese food in the microwave that sets there's metal because it's a magnet it sets off the thing. He gets his hand stuck down the also, garbage disposal. He's doing something on a stove. He's making. He's heating up the Chinese food like in a wok. So oh, it starts to burn. Oh, he's he's heating up something in the in on the stove yeah. as well. Um, catches fire. Catches fire, but his hand is stuck in the garbage disposal, so he can't reach it. Which I thought was a really good little thing where it's like the idea here is not to cut up your hand with the garbage disposal. It's just to keep you away from the stove in the microwave so you can't solve the problem of the fact that your apartment's on fire so then he goes under the fire escape he gets on the ladder he brings the ladder down he falls the ladder falls onto him and goes through his eye correct it's sick it is but sick. it's awesome it is a really good again little rube goldberg machine of murder which i love they're dying backwards in this one i wrote that down like in opposite order and it has something to do with the fact that all of them were saved by the original Flight 180 survivors. Oh, yes. That's this movie. Yes. They were all, they all would have died. It's not even that they were saved. They all would have died except for the fact that the 180 survivors were alive. Yeah. So, like, now this is double. It's like a chain reaction. Of, yes. Like, of they, Alex. They super owe us all. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, there's a whole scene within the dentist office where you think he's going to die from the dentist like a million times, like a little toy falls into his mouth while he's like, got his jaw propped open and you think he's going to choke, but he doesn't. And then they're literally walking out of the dentist office and this big construction piece of pane of glass smushes this boy fully just smashes him <laughs> right in front of his own mother. It's horrible. This one has a lot of... Uh, misdirections because there's also the hair salon yes like with so many the hair salon is not this movie it's not no that's the next one this is the woman and her son and the woman is like i'm cool dying i don't even want to live anymore that's the next one or that's in four i think i'm gonna stop talking about it yeah i have these written down in the podcast now remember this is like the woman and her older he's like a he's not older he's like a teenager he dies after the dentist's office she's like my husband's dead my son is dead i don't care anymore and she's in the elevator and clear gets a vision of that she's that she's gonna die from a man with hooks and there's a guy with a bunch of prosthetic, um, what are they called? Like a prosthetic limb, but it, like a hand that has, has like the little hooks on the end I of it. I think it's called a hook. I didn't know if there was like a better word. Prosthetic hands that have hooks. Yeah, and yeah. so he's got a big pile of them, a big box full of them. And But then she, how does she get her head in the elevator? I don't remember. There's some situation. It's, there's actually a great little moment because 
I think she's getting off or something. She gets caught in the elevator, basically, and the elevator starts to go back up. And it's a great moment because Clear upstairs went to the elevator, pressed the down button, and then was like, it's going to take too too long and takes the stairs. But that's the reason the elevator is going up, which is just a great little like moment. But so she gets decapitated by the uh, elevator, which is always fun. Um, Then they're like, we got to go. I don't know where they're going, but they decide to drive somewhere. Oh, they need to track down the pregnant lady because Tony Todd, the coroner, says, and I quote, only new life can defeat death. Can cheat death. What does that mean? Only new life can cheat death. They imagine this means that the baby is going to be born and that if the, if the baby is born, which means that, okay, so like the idea is that this pregnant lady would have died. So they're like, okay, if this baby is born, what that means- bay? This is clear- Kimberly, Kimberly and, the cop. and the cop. Yes, the, Kimberly like, and the cop are best friends now, um, and so they decide that Claire if left this, her padded room. By the way, she's now running around. She's running around, which is a terrible, terrible move on her part. They all they all figure out that they're like, if this pregnant woman is able to give birth to this baby, that means there's a new soul, new life in existence that wouldn't have existed before. And death, like, is not. I guess death is not going to kill a baby. That's like what they think that death is like. I draw the line at killing babies. But I don't under. It doesn't matter. That's not true. It doesn't end up being true because Claire has a vision that the woman, the pregnant woman wouldn't even have died anyway. So that's not the answer. Anyway, they're trying to hunt her down to find her to make sure the baby gets born. They're chasing her through the countryside. But they don't really have a way to do that because she was just a lady who was on a highway. They like, they need to find the information first. They yes. They like, they track her down by her car, which yes. the cop can the look cop up. can access. But she's also on her way to the hospital because she's going into labor. Like it's happening. So... Why is she in jail? I think they pull her in. Remember, they like oh. they like they try to like keep her somewhere, and then yeah, she gets yeah. yeah she her water breaks in the jail cell. I forgot about that. Um, but then they're having they're like having this encounter on the side of the road with this family. Baby Noel Fisher is there. Um, I don't know what that means. The kid from Shameless. Oh yeah yeah. I yeah. So th- this is when everybody dies in a really fast succession. Clear dies here, I believe, doesn't she? Sure. Oh, no, no, sorry. She doesn't. I don't remember these things. She does not die here. The two who die here are Kat and Rory. Um, who the fuck are they? You haven't even said those names Kat yet. is the girl boss. I just, I, I only know because I read on. There's so many names. We're not going to keep talking about names. Kat's the girl boss. Rory, I don't remember. Anyway, Rory is the one who gets, like, uh, sliced by like the cube. wires. He gets cubed, exactly. Garroted in, like, eight different ways. Uh, like a barbed wire fence around yes. this farm. Yeah, yeah. Why, does he get thrown into it or does it get thrown into him? I it feel like gets, it thrown, blows up and it there's an explosion and it goes through and him. And it goes through him. Um, and Kat is in her car. Oh, the oh. airbag. Yes, this is the best. She's in her car. It's been like the uh, a branch went Dude, all the been... way through it. I think it killed somebody else this way as well. I don't remember why I wouldn't have done Anyway, whatever. I didn't write that down. It goes almost entirely through her headrest, and but she avoided it. So she's still she's stuck in the car. The doors won't open. And she's, like, kind of trying to angle her head away from the fact that, like, this branch is poking through her headrest behind her. So she's trying to, like, avoid it. And then there's this, like, EMT who's trying to get her out of the car. And he's got, like, a big sort of machine battering ram thing that's going to open the car door. And she's like, hey, be careful. And he's like, it's fine. And then he smashes it. And her airbag goes off. And and knocks her head back. Knocks her head back into the branch. It is insane. It is so upsetting. It's one of those things that you're like, oh my fucking God. How could, who let this happen? It's infuriating. So then they finally get to the hospital. 
They realize that the baby being born doesn't actually change anything. They realize that... Don't say that. Kimberly puts together the clues. And I understand how she puts the clues together. But she reaches the conclusion that she has to die. That to that's what new else. life means. That like and I don't understand. Once again... I don't know how she got there. Like you I don't know. Didn't, what, were you not watching the film? I she was. She sees a newspaper article that says drowning victim gets new life. No, no, no. I understand the clues. I don't understand her conclusion. She sees the words "new life" and goes, "I have to be just like that drowning victim." That's insane. These people are desperate. They're crazy. Remember how I said last movie that Alex had reached an unhinged level? Yes. That happens to everyone in these movies at a certain point because they are like reading signs where i was i couldn't find it i wanted to show it to you while we're watching these movies you know that skit where it's like a it's like i think it's like a british sketch show skit british sketch show skit (laughs) what the fuck and it's a woman and she's just been told that like she knows a gay person and she's walking around and she's seeing like all these gay terms everywhere you've never seen this i've never heard of this that is if anyone knows what i'm talking about that's what these movies are like they're just walking through life and they're looking around and it says like death car 180 log and they're like oh my god we're gonna die in every possible way it's very funny um it's it it you know it does get old but it is very funny she dies she gets resuscitated they win yes the kid from Shamus clear dies up. though clear clear does die everybody dies except for her and the cop yes and the pregnant lady who is never gonna die anyway no she was fine the whole time what's the end of this the movie? shameless kid Oh, they go to like have a barbecue with this family from the side of the road. (laughs) They're like, remember how all our friends died here? Let's go back there and have dinner with them. And uh, yeah, Noel Fisher gets blown up. Yeah, by the grill. And his hand like lands in the lap of his mother, which like, why? Was he going to die? He cheated death earlier. When? I don't know. On the farm. Um, Just to say real quick ending fucking rules love that ending it's such horror comedy like it is it is very ridiculous again it's gory it's nasty it's a little cynical it ends on like the scream this is a really cynical franchise oh it very much is this franchise is like fuck all these people just for existing just like (laughs) just for not dying it's gonna hurt them in the most upsetting ways imagine that you're like i could have died in a plane crash and probably like not had any pain and instead i'm gonna get like garroted in like the worst possible way i'm gonna have a fire escape fall through my eyeball my eyeball like oh my god please let me die on the plane it's fine but again i think that's something i like about it's like that's franchise. like you're gonna be scared before you die you didn't know it was coming on the plane now you know it's coming and i'm gonna murder you so violently like why it's doing this a fun horror franchise to watch is because it's like if you're a sicko like us who likes watching nasty kills it really delivers it really does and you know what's interesting we i've i will continue to compare this to saw uh, it doesn't have the, like, um, dark, gross grittiness of Saw. It is much more, like, horror comedy, like, very bright and uh, grotesque in a very different way. It yeah. is interesting. Not a lot of jokes when we say horror comedy. It's just that, like, it's, like... It's camp. You have to think it's funny when someone's head gets chopped off. And when, like, an arm falls into the plate of... And, like, again, yeah, when yeah. This, when, like, this boy escapes every single... A possible dentistry related accident and instead gets just smushed completely smushed by a glass pane that like also doesn't even just smush him entirely you see like one side of his body that's yeah. still intact it's so unbelievably grotesque good movie we have to move on it's fine i think oh, it's wait. good yeah i don't have any trivia for that one boring sorry sorry listener go to imdb yourself <laughs> uh final destination three directed by james wong 2006 yeah 
I don't know. I roller don't, coaster. I don't really like this one that much. Roller coaster. You know what's funny? I did not like it when we were watching it. I feel now I have a fondness for it. I don't know why. It's very weird. I don't, I don't, because I think this one has one of my favorite kills. Like I said, my favorite Rube Goldberg machine. And when I was reading the trivia, I was like, oh, that means a lot of this was had, was practical. And that makes me care more. Well, we should say Jeff Reddick, who originally pitched the Final Destination idea, was involved in the first two and he left before this one. And he's like, I'm done. I'm done making stuff up so yeah. i do think it does feel different than the previous two i think it does too so this time we're on a roller coaster with mary elizabeth winstead yes star she of the gets, thing 2011 yes she gets the vis uh the bad vibes vis and she's like let me off this fucking roller coaster but her boyfriend and her best friend die her best friend's boyfriend comes with her they become besties throughout the film and there's like a bunch of other people basically from their high school who are also there she is a yearbook photographer so at this carnival this opening is so fucking long. It's so long. They're on the roller coaster for so it takes long. Them, it takes them 15 minutes to get to the roller coaster. Right, because they're walking on the carnival. Around the carnival. The, we meet all the characters first, which doesn't happen in any of the other movies. The premise of this movie, the conceit of this, is that she has all these photos from this night, and all the photos have clues in them. Mm-hmm. They predict the deaths of the people. I hate that. Yeah. I hate the photos thing. They spend the movie looking for clues or being in denial about looking at their own photos. Right. I really... But they're often wrong. Yeah. I, well, because they're interpreting photos. Yeah. It really bothers me. I like the visions a lot better. Well, she has a vision also. No, but throughout she's not having visions. She's just looking no. at photos. I don't mind it. I think that it's, again, it's like literalizing what I already said before, which is that the movie is already doing that and it's just making it apparent to the characters as well, which like... As we said, they always feel like they have to just kind of like keep ramping up the like lore and the stakes because they can't just have it be like Alex in the beginning, just kind of fumbling his way through it. They want them to have more agency, which I think can come with both like fun and also less fun. I do think it's notable this also returns to like they're in high school yeah, or recent graduates, one of the two. I think they are in high school. Because uh, the first one is about people on their like senior trip. Yeah. So like it creates a community that I think is interesting because like in the second one there is no reason to there's be no together. the second one I believe is the only one where there is no memorial service because these people like don't know each other. So there's no like reason to be like mm. oh at this like whereas this one it's like at the school they have a memorial service for the people who died and like that's how it was in the first one and then like it happens more and more that like they're part of a community right that is like lamenting this and it also means that like these people are meaner to each other which i think is interesting that they have like stakes of like you didn't save this person or like you are a survivor and there's just there's just like something about it that means and also they a lot of them knew each other beforehand which creates a lot of like drama that i personally enjoy like these kids who already hated each other in high school that this happens in the first one as well now having to like band together yes or not band together i do think is interesting what are you talking about for this movie because um, I don't wanna, we're we're like halfway through this episode yeah there isn't a lot to say about the roller coaster itself oh this is what we did say at the beginning is that it's really weird that all the roller coaster kills are so boring yeah like they're just falling off the roller coaster i had to look up in the first 20 minutes of this whether it was rated pg-13 yeah. because i was like this franchise has thus far had great gore. And oh, you know like, what I? You know I'm realizing. Realizing it's James Wong again. He, he, the like the plane one in the beginning also the first one also didn't have gore. 
it's really just Final Destination 2 that has a vision that's so gory. That's true. That's interesting. I, did, I didn't think about that until this moment. But all moment. the movies end up having a lot of gore. Yes. they Because, again, death is like, do you want to die normal or do you want to die horrifically? Because if you evade me dying normal, you're going to yeah. die horrifically. So... Again, what I hate about this movie is that it's so 2000s. I hate the way that they dress. It's make, it made me like have horrible flashbacks to my own high school life. It made me miserable. It's fine. Um, oh, this had the really great carnival-themed credits, though. Incredible credit sequence. Carnival-themed credits. Yeah, I remember it was like the um, fortune teller and... Oh, sure. The credit sequence was really good. We liked it. Here's the thing. The credit sequence of the next one is the best. Correct. But this one was good as well. Kevin, who is the surviving boyfriend. Names. I'm just telling you. It's Wendy and Kevin. They call her Wen all the time, and it really annoyed me. It's a wild... Hey, um, Wendy's out there. Any Wen, Wendy listeners? Do people call you Wen? Because it's wild. It's weird. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for you. Kevin, that's true. See, actually, I do know the names in this one because the boy... One of the boys' name is McKinley because it's like the same as the high school and also the assassin nated president. The name of the high school? What are you talking about? The name of their high school is McKinley High. Okay. The boy's name is also McKinley. That's true. He doesn't go to McKinley High, though. He is a... He does go to McKinley High. He is not a high school student. He was at some point. Because he says it when he's like, isn't it so stupid that my name is the same as my high school? I mean, in his life, but he's like a graduate. He's not like one of their friends. He's just like a creep in the neighborhood. Sure, yeah. But they're, they're class, they know each movie. other. You can talk about names. We have to talk about the guy named Frankie Cheeks. Yes, Frankie Cheeks. Uh, is, does he die from the fan? I don't remember. Okay, so deaths. Um... Same thing. She knows the order of their deaths. They figure that out somehow because she can see in the vision that she like knows when they would have died. I think it's, yeah, it's like where they were sitting. Oh, because she has this whole coaster. big thing about not sitting in the front. She's in the back. So that means that she and Kevin were going to die last anyway. So like all Once these, again, she knows the order. I and also there's the a order. mystery of like who's sitting behind so-and-so because they're next, etc. Right. I really hate the order thing. It's just so silly. Right. It is a, an interesting sort of whatever. Um, Kevin really early on is like, oh, there's this thing called Flight 180. He predicted it. I think that might be what's happening with you. And she's like, maybe. And he's like, you're crazy. That's supernatural. It's like, you brought it up, Kevin. You are the one who brought her the printouts. You did the research. You did the research. Um, the most annoying thing about this movie, I have to say it. They decided to give Wendy a personality. Big mistake. These people don't need personalities. Their death is coming for them. They don't need to have personality traits. But Wendy's whole thing is that she's like, everybody says I'm such a control freak. She's a control I'm freak. such a control freak. Oh my God. I'm always trying to control all the situations. I'm so anxious because I'm. So she's never controls anything. She's literally has never controlled a thing in her life. They just say it over and over and over again, hoping that we'll just believe it. But it's bullshit. It made me so angry. Um, okay. These are the, these are the kills. This is, I would say, when you said the most famous set piece, this is the second most famous, which is the tanning beds. Um, two, uh, you know, classic 2000s popular girls. They are going to get tans. They are topless. Uh, they die in the tanning beds horrifically. It's amazing. So this is the most, especially at least at this point, I will say probably the whole franchise, that this these films resemble the insane, senseless cruelty of a Jalo film. Yeah. And it's like laughing at these, like, well, women. because it's almost like it's trying to kill them with their vanity, right? Yeah. It's like, not only will you be killed violently, you'll be punished for the thing that I decide to punish is, you for. again, psychotic and 
I laugh gleefully at how like yes. bad and like it's evil. Yeah, yeah. But it is uh, compelling. There's a match cut from the tanning beds in which their skin is like burning, blistering off of them. A match cut from that to their coffins, which are side by side. Yes, that is Chef's kiss. Yes, delightful. And like the way that they get trapped in it because the shelf falls down yes. and it gets like gets like it lands perfectly so they can't get out of it. It's a whole and they're listening again. To disco. Rube which Goldberg, is incredible. Uh, one of the actresses. I don't remember which one was like really worried to be topless. She was like, I don't really want to. And he was like, I'm sorry. There's no way this girl would go into the tanning bed without her, without bikini on. Like, it's just unrealistic. Like, please don't make me do that. And she was like, uh, okay. But then he like made it super fun. And he was like, they were having a great time dancing to their music. And he like was very private with like, he was made sure that there wasn't any creepers on set or whatever. And then that actress went on to be topless in like many other movies. <laughs> so Wait, she was like, it's that. fine. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's it's very so funny. Fun. It's very nice that he like was, James you know, Wong helped her embrace her body. Yeah. He was like, don't worry about it. It's going to be a good time. Is it the one with the fake boobs or the one? I do not know because I don't know their names. Because uh, I thought it was crazy that this high schooler is supposed to have fake boobs. Yeah, I know. Also, just fun for me personally, the two actresses who play these best friends also play sorority <laughs> sisters. Exciting for me personally, they were topless. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, that. also that. I did enjoy that. Um, <laughs> no, but they are also in my favorite episode of the TV show Psych. What's that? Um, it's a television show. I don't know how many how many years <laughs> it aired. Although also began in 2005. Whoa, Final Destination. Um... My favorite episode called Scary Sherry, Bianca's Toast. One of these girls plays Bianca. It's a great episode of television. Um, and I was very excited to see them. Whenever I see this woman in, in TV, I get really excited because I love this episode of TV so much. Photographs anyway. predicted 9-11. That's a part of this movie, too. Yes. Photographs tell the truth. Predicted um, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Also, yes. his assassination where he was going to get shot. Photographs tell the truth. So they, they do. look at the photographs. They figure out how everyone's going uh, They almost get trapped at a drive-thru. A, a, a big truck almost crushes them. Instead, they get free and uh, the a uh, different car crashes and the motor flies through the car and the fan of the motor whacks this guy through the head. That's fun. Um, my favorite Rube Goldberg sequence, which is um, no in the hardware store. Oh, the gym! I forgot about the gym, gym because I really like that. This Sorry, guy... I forgot that weights is a thing. Yeah, yeah. The this this as athlete, this athlete <laughs> whose like dream. He's like, I'm the best. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go in the second round to Oakland, and like. You're not going to go number one overall? You're not going to go to the first round? <laughs> no, like, it's a very specific dream. Your aspiration is just specifically that you will make the NFL. Also, that they're like, hey, she had like a legit vision that you were going to die. And he's like, I have a vision. I predict the future every night on the football field. And they're like, no, you you don't. You have two choices and you guess which one. Um, This is fully different. She saw you die. And all of the meatheads in the gym are chanting, fuck death. Yeah, and they start screaming like, I'm never going to die. Fuck the Bruins! Fuck the Bruins! And she has seen that there's like swords and also weights involved, and there's these like clattering swords above his head. And then, but the the swords fall; they don't kill him. But then he gets crushed. They cut the like um, the counterweight balance system. Yes, and so then the thing swings and just smushes his head like a grape. It's it made me wince. It's wonderful. It's also one of those, like, again, smash cuts where they don't linger on it even for a moment. It just goes smash, two surprised faces, cut to the next scene. The gore, like, we do not linger. The gore in this movie is quite good, but there is unfortunately a lot of what there wasn't in the first two, which is just Mary Elizabeth Winstead, like, standing Shrieking. in rooms. No, just standing in rooms, like, looking at things, like, noticing details. Like, I just, very no, I just said that about the last one, where they're all just, like, 
death, knife, gun. I think it's way worse. Game of in Clue. This one. Like there, it gets worse in every single one. Um, the next thing is the the hardware store. Hardware which store, nice. which I love. There are so many elements in this hardware store. There are so. Remember we were talking about earlier that it's like, oh, it's like, oh, is it going to be the razor? Is it going to be the knives? No, it's going to be like you're going to get impaled by some random stick. Like yeah. it's always so different. And this hardware store is like the ultimate version of that. They a hardware are, store is a death trap. What do you really think about that, it? That, it? There's so many things that could kill them, and they're in their after hours. They're driving around one of those big like they work at the hardware things. store. That's why. Yes, the two like these these two best friends um, who are very dismissive of this whole idea. They're like, it's all bullshit. You're crazy. They're being very um, irresponsible about a lot of items in this store. Just like also a lot of situations. This is what always happens the way that death likes to get things rolling is that there's always water. It's always like a leak or somebody puts down their glass and the condensation does something because that is always the way to make a machine malfunction. And then the machine takes things from there. So in this one, it's that like one of the other forklifts starts moving and then something falls and it falls on the switch. So then it starts lifting and it is the most unbelievable Rube Goldberg machine of like, things falling and shit happening and we've seen that the picture of how this one girl is gonna die is like a gun and and we've seen him nail gunning things so you know that she's gonna get nail gunned to the face which she does spectacularly 13 times it's great um it's fucked up but it's great and that makes mckinley who was the boy there he is now like you killed my friend like we were fine until you started showing up talking about all this dumb shit freaking everybody out and now my friend is dead and now to be fair they do bring bad vibes. They, it's all bad vibes. It's like if we were just hanging out in our fun little hardware store, maybe no, when this but wouldn't have out, happened. They're at work. They're hanging out. They're like staying late in order to have fun together. Like no, that's they're kind trying of, to close up for the day. They're having a lot of fun. I have had that experience. Um, Big so final then, set piece. So is it like a they, bicentennial carnival? Yes, and they figure out that the other girl. What's it called? It's a, it's a bicentennial. No, no, it's just centennial. Centennial. It's a, the hundred years of their town. Yeah. So it's not quite the same kind of carnival. It's more like a, like a, not street fair. It less rides, less yeah. rides, more people in period costumes, horses, funnel cake, funnel cake um, little stands of information, like things boots, like that. Yeah. Farmer's market kind of style shit. Um, I don't have a lot of notes about this. No, it's very complicated because again, they're trying to save her sister. She has a sister. She realizes through the pictures that her sister was the one sitting in front of McKinley. So she's next. So they have to go to the Centennial and find her. And she is specifically avoiding them because she's like, you suck, you suck, bad vibes, I'm out of here. But then it gets her friend instead because it skips her and gets her friend. And then she's like, oh, I am legit in danger. And then because it skipped her and then went to the friend, now it's Kevin's turn. And he gets hit by a big falling sign. Yes. And then there is a, this is the worst part of the movie. This is the dumbest part. I'm calling it. This is it. One, McKinley's coming for her. They claim that the reason that she, it skips her and goes back to McKinley is because she saves herself. Intervenes. She intervenes for herself, which I don't like. That hasn't been part of the intervening lore at this point. And I don't think it's. Fair. I don't think you can intervene to save yourself. I'm just saying right now. I don't think that should be a thing. I don't think the intervening thing should be a thing. Sure, but even if it is, I think intervening to save yourself does not make sense. Because all of them, every time they didn't die the first time, were were they not intervening to save themselves? Like, 
when the in the first, first movie movies, when Todd steps out of the water, was he intervening? No, like the first two movies, the solution is kill yourself. And then, yes, like yes, yes, you have to like quote unquote die in order to say again whether say, or not it's permanent or not. It, like no, to, this is just that she she jumps out of the way of the moving sign, and apparently that's cheating death. No, it's fucking not. So that makes me mad. But McKinley dies, so it's her and her sister and Kevin are left, and they're like, it's over, we did it. They go to New York for college. They're all on the. They all wind up on the what? Only only Mary Elizabeth Winstead goes. Sure, but they all wind up on the subway together. They're all on the train together. She gets bad. Apparently, they wanted to get um, the survivors of Final Destination two in this scene, which would have been incredible. I'm like really sad they couldn't do that. That'd been really fun. It would have been amazing because then it would have worked perfectly off the spiraling thing of like it ties up loose ends. Exactly, death is like closing the loop. Exactly, but they all wind up on this subway car together. It does the dumbest thing. This is why when it made me mad. What's great about the first one and the second one is that you're like, we're safe. Everybody's safe. And then there's like this one random thing and you're like, oh, wait, no one's safe. Smash cut. Like, oh, big yeah. falling sign. Dead. Oh, big explosion. Boy's arm. Like, uh, great. This is like big fucking subway crash. And then it's like, oh, it was a vision again. No. Yeah. I do not like that. It made me very angry. Don't make me watch it again. Yeah. Because then they don't even get out of the subway. They all still die. So what was the point of having another vision? What was the point? Fun. No. It was dumb. It made me it's mad. Like, it's such I don't schlock. like it. Just, I actually make, like, just kill them. Just, I like I, the ending because it's such schlock. It's so silly. Also, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, we hear the train crash after it's already cut to the credits. Like, yeah. as in the cut to black. I'm fine with them. Do that, but don't have the vision. Just kill them. The vision is silly. You're right. This is a cynical series. The whole point is that they all go, we did it, everyone. We're safe. And then they aren't. I'm fine with that. Don't have the the second fake out. That's dumb. Um, Really fun uh, trivia for this one. Got to tell you. What is Uh, it? The cast members on the roller coaster had to ride it 26 times that night. Oh, my God. To get the scene. I don't believe they did that at one Okay. Um, Oh. Tony Todd was not in this movie or Correct. he was um he did voices his voice is the voice of like the the um the roller coaster ride is called the devil's flight he is the one saying like he's, he's saying something spooky like yeah, yeah. like an audio recording. welcome to your death or something and then um in on the subway he's the one saying this is the end of the line that's fun which is so fucking good so do you think I that love is an it. easter egg or is it implication that the tony todd character who has a name uh, his name is, I think it's William Mapother, which is, uh, Tom Cruise's cousin's name. Uh, William Bloodworth. Oh, Bloodworth. Right. Um, I don't know. I actually really like that it is unclear. I like that this movie doesn't actually take a hard stance either way. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's Tom Cruise's cousin. That's Ethan from, uh, Lost. Oh, that's funny. I love uh, that actor. So do you think that, like... You just think it's it's not real. I don't even want. I really genuinely do not even want to try to. Um, Let's think about it. State it. I I really like how it exists in these movies. I think it's perfect. I think that there's a totally a world where they would overstate it, where he'd be like standing in the background or something and like smiling evilly. No, I love it. I love that it's like we don't know. He could be death. He could be working for death. He could be. Mm-hmm. Is it, it could be a coincidence. I don't know. I love it. Um, in the home improvement store, they were all actually shot like in a home improvement store. 
Um, they were only allowed to film after the store was closed and they had to leave the store the exact way they found it, which is hilarious. Oh my God. They knocked so much stuff over. Yes. And while different parts of the scene were being filmed, other crew members were often putting objects back on shelves and they also had to turn objects around to hide brand names, bring in other brand names and put things in the way to block names from appearing due to the store not wanting their name or products being associated with the teen death films. I love that. Me too. Um, one more fact about my favorite scene, Home Improvement Store. It took 20 takes for the hammer to fall on the forklift gear shift correctly in that scene, which again means that a lot of that was practical, which I fucking love. I love it so much. Maybe the last practical effects in this franchise. Correct. Again, especially knowing where we are about to go. um, This is, I think what made me really like final destination three more than I did when I was watching it is that it feels like an ending point of like, now we're in fucking shit. Yeah. Like four and five sucks so much. Let's talk about it. Okay. Next up is 2009's The Final Destination. Which, like, don't do this. Don't ever try to be like, we're ending the series and we're giving it a final name. This is the one. This is the... The Final Destination. No, just call it fucking Final Destination 4. Stick them with five in, like, a couple years and it's fine. Like, it just makes makes you look bad as a series, genuinely. Is that why you hate Freddy's Dead? The Final Nightmare? Um, Yeah. I don't, I did, I don't, that's not why I don't like it, but I don't like that title. Yeah. Don't ever call it the final anything. I mean, final decision is fine. Don't be like, don't this call is it the it. final destination. This is the last one. Everyone go fucking hold on to your shit. Like, no, it's not going to be the last one. Stop saying that. It's this is so directed stupid. by David Ellis, like we said before. Which is crazy, because again, his opening sequence is a fucking blood fest. It is crazy. It is like the most modern thing I've ever seen in my life. So it's also written by the guy who he wrote clearly, it too, as well. uh, they both clearly were like, none of this fucking people just blowing up in an airplane thing. Like we are going to systematically destroy these people uh, with as much gore, gore as humanly possible. We do have to probably go a little faster through this one. That's fine because it sucks. It's very three D. If you like three D effects, this is a movie for you. Oh my god, CGI should have been made illegal after this movie. Honestly, <laughs> this like, is the one. This is the... it's. It is so bad. It's it's uncomfortably bad and unnecessary. Opening scene. NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. Bunch of shitheads at the NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. Nazi. There is a Nazi. He says the N-word. He's humming fucking, what's that song? Dixieland? Dixieland. I was like, <laughs> because of Winn-Dixie. That's about a dog? Yes. Dixieland. Bunch of 3D effects. Vision. Oh, it didn't get me this time. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna get me later though car crash do you want to talk about all the little clues uh no um i just want to say that it's interesting because this is the first movie i guess we sort of touched is on this, this the before worst one? i think it's the worst one. yes uh i think this and the and five are on the same level it's just that five has like one miniature thing i like five it. more eh, well this one's pretty bad um, I think it's it's the worst one so far for sure. It like fell off completely for me. I was like, I hate this. I hate every second of it um, when someone isn't dying. Because the thing that this movie does that we touched on a little bit in the last one was that this is a punishment. Like it's not just you didn't die in this plane crash. Let me kill you a different way. It's like you're a Nazi and while you come when you come to this neighborhood to try to like do some Nazi shit here, you're going to die violently like via the way that you are trying and to your truck is gonna play why can't we be friends because that's funny that's hilarious um i don't know i like seeing a nazi die not a problem for me that's not a problem it's just that it's like dumb i agree it's dumb 
Uh, the next one who dies is this is the one with her kids. She's got two children. Yeah, yeah. For Wait, some, you skipped the credits. Sorry. The credits of this movie are a bunch of like, uh, like physics render, like X-rays, X-ray style of the previous films kills. Yeah. So like you see the skull and you see the piece of metal go through the skull when it's the fire escape falling on it, like through his mm-hmm. eye. Uh, it rocks. It's so good. It's very good. It is. It sets such a high bar for this movie, which is not good. No. It's so frustrating. It makes me feel like they farmed that out to a specific like studio to design this effect sequence because they do that for sure. Sense. For sure. Like before they knew what this movie was going to be, so it's just like just do the other movies. Yeah. You know, not like Mission Impossible where they do like a little trailer for the movie you're about to watch. Like just do the previous movies in like this cool X-ray thing. Yeah. It looks like a um, like a Mortal Kombat fatality where you like see their bones or whatever. It's yes, very, it's very, very fun. Cool. It's very very good. Unfortunately, this movie goes completely downhill from there. Um, this is like a weird thing where like this is such a weird little nitpick, but I feel like I should point it out that like there's something I liked about three, which is that. It was two couples, the same way that there's kind of two couples in this one, and the fact that they, like, it sort of happened in the first one as well, a little bit, but, like, actually killing some of them yeah, and maintaining some of them creates good grief problems, and uh, it pairs up characters who previously didn't like each other because they were just, like, you know, like, like in three, um, Wendy and Kevin, like, don't like each other. But they, like, become friends because they are grieving their partners and also uh, experiencing this thing together. So there's, like, there's fun element there. This does not have that. This has, like, they're all coupled up and it's just, like, weird and annoying to me. Like, it just bothered me. So the, na- the Nazi dies on the on the fire chain. Um, the woman with her children, which, like, it was very unclear. These movies are, like, I don't, I don't want to see children die, but... If you're not going to kill them, they don't have them in the movie because it doesn't make yeah, sense yeah. that they would have died in this explosion, but that they lived anyway. Like, does death have a thing against killing kids? Like, are they, if they're not going to explain unclear. it, if they're not going to explain it, then don't have her have kids. It's just like a weird thing to write and then try to skim over and pretend Is it doesn't exist. Is this the movie with the... No, that's the next one that has the... You take someone's years. Correct. That's five. Correct. This one... Um, we is, should loop back to that about kids we because will. I think that's an interesting. Yes. So this one is um, the thing that Tony Todd says. I think is through action they were saved or through action they saved. I don't is remember Tony, why. Tony Todd's not this movie. What yes, he about? is. Oh no! Sorry, I'm wrong. Um, I wrote down through action they saved. Shut the fuck up. Oh 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 oh. It's a book or a newspaper and a water newspaper. spills on it and the headline the only parts water didn't spill on was through action they were saved and i wanted to scream that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life um that's which... your message to intervene this is nine years after flight 108 i feel yeah. like i feel like we're running out of energy here we are this is exactly what happened in these movies by the way this is exactly what happened which is that we were like whoa what an interesting, crazy premise. This is so fun. Whoa, what's the lore? And then as we were getting to four and five, we were like, God, more people be dying? Jesus Christ. Anyway. Should we do what um, we didn't do and stop recording? No, we have to... F- this is the energy. This is what happens when you do Final Destination. All right, folks. So she has children. There's like a... She goes to the salon to get her hair done. She's getting like... She's a, a bitch. She's so nasty to the people she's there. She's pretty nasty. She, like, makes them stay late. It's not nice. Because um, she's got, like, a girl's night coming up. And her children are fucking 
maniacs. They're the worst. And they're throwing rocks at um, a sign. And she's like, don't do that. She gets her hair done. There's like a million ways she's going to die in this salon. Of course, none of them happen because she walks outside and the rocks her kids were throwing get shot put by a lawnmower and it gets her through the eye. You'll love to see it. Um, Other girl goes through a car wash. No. Don't forget the worst kill in all five movies. The, the dumbest one. This man gets, uh, they're, at the, they're at the garage and he gets like slammed through a chain link fence. One, terrible CGI. Two, it like makes chain link fence shaped chunks out of his back. Yeah. And I just don't think that's what would happen. When they do the barbed wire thing, it makes more sense because an explosion sends a barbed wire through them. Yes, and those are very thin pieces of wire that it and makes sense that it would slice sharp. you. Yeah, exactly. This is just like, I don't think that you, like, have him just be crushed by the car. That's fine. The way that it tries to show us that he has, like, these diamond shapes. No, it just doesn't work for me. I really like Rejected. the douchebag Hunt. He dies in the pool drain, correct? Yes, Nick Zeno. Yes, the pool drain is so horrific. It took me back to um, reading Chuck Palahniuk's uh, short story, um, Guts. It is, uh, if you if you know, you know. Um, this one bothered me because I feel like there's a very easy way to get out of that situation. And it bothered me that he was just like not doing it. He's he gets, stupid. He's I a guess, himbo. I guess. He, like, he gets sucked into a pool drain. The pool drain thing goes way up, which is like necessary. Like they, like it gets... Uh, turned up to like the pressure major like, suckage yeah. and he gets stuck ass first on this uh, and it sucks his guts through his butt he is uh, the most attractive person in any of these movies and I miss him oh, to this wow. day ew terrible taste I love him ah uh, okay I'm not gonna take him away from you there's a car wash and yes. a pipe breaks and it pours water in through the sunroof. Mm-hmm. She's going to drown because she can't roll down her windows for some reason. She gets stuck. Her head gets stuck in the sunroof. Well, before that, there are other ways to get out <laughs> of this fucking car. She apparently actually did break um, the window, like legitimately while pounding on it. Oh. Which is fun. They kept they kept the shot in the movie, which I, th- I love that kind of shit. Um, but she gets saved. Through action, yes. she is saved. Through action, she is saved. Um, I, this is why I have Tony Todd in my notes. I said, Tony Todd should be giving you this information like death intended. Oh. <laughs> How do they get the information? I don't remember. The, through the newspaper. Oh, oh, The oh, worst. Oh. Tony Todd should be giving, he should, should be at be the funeral. That, he should yeah. be saying this shit. Anyway. George, the security guard, keeps trying to kill himself, but it's not his turn. It's not his turn. So he can't kill himself. This is what, this is, I think, a fun element of the, oh, um, suicide is super fun. It's a fun element of the, it's like, turn situation and the skipping turns which is that it skips him so many times and then it's his turn and he gets hit by a bus like immediately or an ambulance here's the worst situation i was screaming at the television they is go to the hospital the no you're skipping that which is wait they go to the hospital no. what vision he gets hit by an ambulance in a vision and then there's a vision within a vision that's after this that's no a, yes you just said he got hit by an ambulance <sighs> they're at the hospital the movie theater is later isn't it and this is when they're leaving the hospital? When he gets hit by an ambulance? Yes. Okay. So this is what... Yeah. His vision starts, the final vision in the movie starts with George getting hit with it by the ambulance. Yes, but it's because they're at... The but ho- you don't know it's a vision until later. I think they have to be it's leaving the hospital. Out. I think they have to be leaving the hospital after the scene that I want to talk about because he specifically goes straight to the movie theater. 
So the, the I want to talk about the hospital because there's there's they they specifically realize they missed somebody. They think that they're all safe. They think that through action they were all saved, and they're like it's over. So the two girls are at the movie theater. The but there's a cowboy. The cowboy that they forgot about. They're like oh shit, he's in. He's getting therapy. Well, he's a John Doe. Oh, because he did actually get hurt. Yeah, he just yeah. didn't die. So he's awake. He's gonna. He's like in the hospital room. They realize he's next. So they go to try to help him, and the guy in the room above him is a nasty old man. He's about to get into like a therapy tub. He's racist. Yes, and the therapy tub overflows. And even though a premise of this is that the old man is going to drown in this hospital room because there's no cracks under the doors, the room is filling up with water. It's airtight. Despite the fact that this room is airtight, the floor is soluble. And water drips down into, gets the ceiling all soggy and the therapy tub falls on this man. This infuriated me beyond belief. It's pretty bad. I hate it so much. Anyway. The structural integrity of this hospital makes no sense. He gets a vision that hit. We don't know it's a vision. Correct. It plays out the entire climax and denouement of the film and then it goes. Yes. So the entire denouement is that. This one got me because I didn't even know to be expecting. And it's stupid. And it is, in fact, bad. I said at the end of three, I'm like, stop faking me out with double visions at the end of the film. I don't want it. Double visions? Is that uh, a D&D spell? It should be. And so his friend security guard gets hit by an ambulance. He's like, oh, shit, it's not over. My girlfriend and her friend are next. And they're at the movies. And so we're seeing that they're at the movies at the mall. And there's like construction happening. Which is stupid. He doesn't want to see it because it's a chick flick, but it's an action it's movie. It's an action movie. It's very weird. Um, so <laughs> there, there's construction happening at this movie theater. And so we see that, like, obviously there's, like, a lot of oil and nail guns and explosions and all this other random shit, like, happening right behind the screen. And so he runs. He's in his car. He gets a vision of it the exploding. Wire, like, oil barrels at the mall. I don't know. There's like explosives there, in the wall. This movie is like, you know, construction you know, work. You know how in RRR, yes. the best movie of 2022, yes. there's just a room that has a bunch of Full fucking of TNT, TNT in it? Yeah. It's like, like that is at the mall. Yeah. But it, it's it, the idea being that it's like, we need a lot of kerosene for our construction work. Okay. We need like a lot of oil for the construction work they're doing. All right. Okay, I believe you. Okay. Um, And so he gets a vision in his car of, I guess, that they're like walking... He's like, oh my God, they're at the mall. They're going to die. So he's like running to the mall. She's getting bad vibes. The girl. She's telling her friend, we got to get out of here. I'm like, remember how, oh, it's actually, it's, it's a nice little fun piece of thing, which is that like. Piece of thing. Yeah. Piece of dialogue where she's in the movie theater and it's all the same like pieces of dialogue from the racetrack. Yes. So it's like when someone at the racetrack was like down in front, somebody else says it at the movies. So she's like, wait a second, bad vibes. Just like. Genuinely bad vibes. She's trying to get her out of there. Even though she's not the vision right. ever in yeah, this movie. Yeah, she, she doesn't get the vision. Um, she, she's just trying to get her friend out of her. Her friend's like, move on. It's over. It's fucking fine. The movie theater explodes and kills them. Uh, just kidding. It didn't. Rewind. He's still at the hospital. His friend immediately just gets hit by an ambulance again. He was too late to stop at a second time. But he's like, well, now I can definitely get to the movie theater on time because now I can speed because before I didn't know it was going to happen and now I know. So he goes, he gets them out of there, which I, oh my God, I skipped my favorite part. Sorry. My favorite part of the whole of this entire movie is that 
the first time in the vision. He does get to the theater on time. He's trying to get them out of there. The her, the girl, his girlfriend, like, is like, yes, immediately, like, I had bad vibes, let's do this. And she, they're trying to get them out, and the two of them leave. And she, at the beginning, the other friend, the, like, uh, Hunt's girlfriend, in the beginning of the movie, when they were at the NASCAR race, she was like, I wanted to go to the movies. And she's, like, really mad that they're at yes. this NASCAR race and not the movies. And... So she, when they're in the movie theater and, and her friend's trying to get her to leave, she's like, no, this is the movie <laughs> I fucking wanted to see when you made me go to that stupid NASCAR race. And she at one point screams something like, I was meant to see this movie at the exact moment that like the theater explodes. Yeah. And it's just like in that moment, I was like, yes, you and me, girl. I like, think it's fun. It's amazing. It is hilarious and, and wonderful Again, and fun. It's what I like about the spirit of this franchise, which is just like unhinged yeah camp like have fun unfortunately that doesn't happen it was a vision he does get all three of them out in time i think he stops it like yes. he doesn't even get them out of time he goes back he there the and prevents the explosion um because he has the time to do that now because he knows what's going to happen he gets like nail gunned through the arm it's yeah. a whole thing it's but it's very good good they job go to cafe boy. to celebrate it's called what's the cafe called death by caffeine something like that yeah there's lots of death he's stuff he's like what if we, this is where we were supposed to be the whole time. What if we were supposed to avoid it just so we could be here now? And then 18 Wheeler drives through the coffee shop yeah, yeah, window yeah. and kills them. Yeah. They get, like I said, Mortal Kombat <laughs> fatality. That, like, yes. Yes. Zero out of zero. Um, I wrote down, I hate these double visions. He had a vision within a vision. You get one vision. That is my thesis statement of these movies is you get one. I agree. You don't get multiple. And it's just, is it this movie where the visions are like so CGI stupid or is that the next one? Yes. Oh my God. There's so many. Like there's, The visions yeah. that he can t- he has throughout the movie is like not only does he have, I mean, he has two like legitimate visions, but a what lot of the visions, vision legitimate? seeing people. What he has throughout are these like mini visions where he'll see like water, uh, penny, like uh revolving door like just random like images and then he's like stay everyone stay away from water i saw water uh he's having many visions so i don't like that and and they're very cgi'd if they were like visions of things actually happening i may i may have forgiven it a little bit more but it was the most cgi'd like rope flying through the air it was infuriating i couldn't handle it i did not like orleans Not Vancouver. It's. I think it's the only one that filmed in Canada, which is crazy. That didn't film in Canada. That's what I'm saying. It didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. It is interesting. There's because still the budget was already so high, they were like, "Fuck it." Because of the it. fucking CGI. Infuriating. Uh, bad film. Everyone's fault. Yeah. Final Destination Five. Yeah. Directed by Steve Quayle, James Cameron's best friend. <laughs> Written by Eric Heisserer, you may know from Bird Box, covered on this podcast. The Thing prequel, also covered on this podcast. Oh my god! Arrival, which is not relevant to this podcast. Wait, that's so many signs. Final Destination. I didn't like this one either. I like it more. People like this one. It's crazier. It is... Is it? Not good, but it is interesting. I don't think it's good. I don't think any of the kills in this are good. I'm I'm actually putting out there right now. I don't think any of them are good. I think the gymnastics kill is pretty good. No, no, it's not. Because I, like, the way it happens, the way that she, okay, let's not, we'll, we'll get there. Um, company retreat. Work retreat. 
They're called, they're they literally, called, they're a paper manufacturing company, I think. They have a factory and offices like right next door to each yeah. other. And I think it's called something like Company 180, which is very funny. They are on a bus to a retreat. Bus goes boom. Everybody dies. David Koechner is the boss. Yes. And I think that's crazy. It's so weird. he would have been famous by this point. Yes. Like, he's in Anchorman. He's in all of those uh, Adam McKay movies. Like, yes. I... It's very weird. It's it's it almost feels He's like a cameo. Too it's big like for this franchise. yeah, it's really weird because nobody else in this movie is anyone. No. So their boy has vision. It's a horrifying bus accident. Lots of CGI in this one as well. What to say? I don't know. The, There's a the racist. Whole fucking, the whole fucking like bridge blows up. Yeah. There's like people fall in the water. There's a the, the main thing I think from this accident is that he sees himself die but his girlfriend does not like he right he like feels himself die in the vision but sees her standing there like fine so that does matter i do feel bad because this is the one we rolled on the roulette and we're gonna give it the least attention i just feel like i have nothing to say about it let's well let's go through the kills okay because the first one is tony todd's back He's the corner. Thank God he's here. He does here. dole out shit like... Some wisdom. Uh, hold on, what's his quote? Doesn't he... This is the thing about the years, right? I don't make the rules. I just clean up after the game is over. Right. Death doesn't like to be sheeted. Which, like, that's like, again, if, if we're going to assign anything to Tony Todd, it's that he is, like, Death's little helper. Yeah. He's, he works for Death. Okay, so the premise of this movie... Well, yeah. The, the, the wrinkle that is added yeah, that the, sort of changes yeah. the game... The lore. Is that... If you kill someone, you get all the years that they were going to live. Yeah. Unrelated to, like, the other what? stuff about, like, how make any death is coming for you. It's very dumb. I don't care for it. It adds a wrinkle that is completely unnecessary to these films. And I don't... And we didn't need and I don't care. So, like, it's very dumb. I think this is the worst pe- cast of characters. I think I, I hate them all the hmm. most. Um, they work together, which should be similar to the high school stuff where it's like there's a reason these people have before and like past tension. relationships and tension exactly but instead i just hate them all and i don't care about them and i just don't give a shit um crazy vance is an fbi agent investigating this right who or is that fbi courtney b vance oh he is a cop yes. i think he's just a cop he's which made cop. me think one this started as an x-files spec script how is there an X-Files, like, team assigned to the fact that people keep having visions I was accidents? thinking that. I was like, where is the, like, weird little department that finds these people? Like, like there would it should absolutely an exist. And again, it's even worse because it started as an X-Files thing. That's like... Right. Like, and as we as every notice. single movie has referenced, like, oh, remember when Flight 180 happened and that kid predicted it and then all the survivors died? Like, everybody in this universe knows about that. Like, everyone exactly. is aware that that is a thing, which is part of the lore of that they, they're like, oh, that's fucking happening to us. We need to, like, figure out who dies in what order and try to prevent it and then, like, fail. So, like, it, then it makes sense so that it's like if everybody knows about that... There should absolutely yeah. be like, this is the thing. I feel like actually I there was originally going to be a Final Destination 6. I feel like that's a really logical place for this to go if there was a modern, like a truly modern Final yeah, Destination. Yeah, yeah. Is that there'd be like Flight 180 truthers and there'd be like message boards of all this shit. Like it'd be huge. Anyway, this movie's happening. It's not doing any of that. It's pretty aimless. It's, Let's it, go to the kills. I think you're right. Yeah. Let's just talk about the kills and move forward. The, so there's again, two couples. Hate it. It's boring to me. 
the boy, the girlfriend of one of the couples is an adult gymnast. She's doing gymnast exercises. She sort of just falls on her face, but her entire like spine breaks. Like she gets like crumpled up. I like don't a piece of paper. think that that is what would happen if you fell in that way. So it took me out of it. It's unbelievably grotesque. It's body horror. Uh, it's very different from the rest of these movies, and I didn't really care for it. Um, the guy from Wolf of Wall Street gets acupunctured. He, he's so racist. He's incredibly racist. There's a whole very dumb sort of like the closest this ever gets to horror comedy of this like Asian woman beating him up and pretending to not understand English that it's like, what what are we doing here? Like, what's it's happening? It's funny. It's not funny, but you, you get the sense that we're supposed to be laughing and I didn't appreciate it. It's funny that you think that's the closest comes to horror comedy. Also, David Koechner's in this movie and he doesn't do funny things. No. Like, he doesn't do not jokes or bits. funny. He does, he does a few the jokes. The funniest thing in this movie is the way that, uh, what's her name? The main girl? Olivia dies is Who the is funniest that? thing in this the movie. The LASIK one? Yes. Okay, well, let's how say, she die? the guy gets acupuncture to death. It's fine. Um, how does she die? Does she fall out the window onto her she car? Fucking falls out the window. Yeah, she gets so LASIK. she gets LASIKed in the eye. No, the lasers and the arm. cut her the fuck up. Right. The LASIK machine goes haywire. She gets yeah, blinded. She gets blinded in the eye, and her, her hand gets, gets cut up. up. And you're like, oh, she's gonna die via LASIK. That's crazy. And then she just goes out the window she and onto jumps the car. out the window. Like it's so funny. Oh, the fucking window in this LASIK office is made of like paper thin glass. Apparently, you can just crash right through it. I love it. Oh, and her eyeball falls out. Oh, it does when See, she goes on I the like car. This. That's camp. No, That's camp. All no, of the previous ones. It doesn't work. It's not good. There's two factory accidents that are pretty gory, but like not rem- not, not memorable to me. Uh, remember he gets like, um, you think he's going to be okay, but oh, then he yeah. gets hooked. He gets hooked. I wrote two factory accidents. I'm not sure when the, the other one was. I don't remember. Me neither. Main point of this movie is that at this point of the movie, we've got main boy who had the visions, His girlfriend friend. who didn't die, and the friend. The who, friend wants to kill the girlfriend because to he take lost, her. Yes. yes. So, oh, somebody else. Oh, this the one of the factory guys, because he was supposed to die, the guy who got hooked, he got his years. Like, yeah, so yeah, one yeah. of the guys has has escaped and is now free. He's like, I took a life. I didn't really mean to, but like, I guess that's what happened. And now I'm free of this whole thing. Like, yes. I win. The rest of them are like, okay, I guess we kind of stopped it. Like, it's fine. And the, oh, the main boy is a chef. That's like his whole thing. He was, he's working at this company, but he's like moonlighting as a chef. It's his real passion. He wants to go to like train in France. And he, and he and his girlfriend are like. He accepts a. uh, An apprenticeship. Apprenticeship in in Paris. So they're going to go to Paris. He like, he, he, they've been sort of off the whole, uh, um, movie and he like wins her back they have this beautiful dinner together they're at the restaurant and the best friend shows up and is like i'm gonna kill her what makes her so much better than me that she gets to live and i have to die there's like some moral element there that like you know it could be interesting i'm personally didn't really care they have a whole you know shootout Fight. fight everything happening um the best friend dies the two of them are left they're like let's go start our new lives in paris this is what happens. This is why everyone thinks this movie is good. Because what is about to happen is mind-blowing. It is crazy. And I knew this was going to happen. I saw a spoiler literally the day before. I didn't know, I didn't know what was going to happen. It's the craziest thing. We should talk about, we should make the audience wait and talk about the fact that uh, the guy that the factory guy killed had a brain aneurysm and was about to die. Yes. So. So he gets crushed. Again. By a falling ceiling immediately. Cynical. 
Yes. Just no nasty, one, no nasty one franchise. is safe. Everybody dies. Uh, but so the we're twist. here. The two, the two of them, they're going to go to Paris, which is like, this is just so good that they are talking about Paris for so long in this movie. They're like, let's go to Paris. We're going to go to Paris. It's going to be amazing when we're in Paris. And then they're like, here we go to Paris. And they're about to get on the plane. And you look at his ticket and it's like, fucking flight 180. Yeah, it's fully a flight 180. And they're on the flight 180 and they see old footage of Alex getting removed from the plane with all of his classmates and then their fucking plane blows up. I understand how a person could watch this whole movie and be like, eh, fine, and then get to that twist and be like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. I totally, completely understand that. It's crazy because here's to, to praise this movie for one moment, which I have not done this entire time because I genuinely don't think this is a good movie, but the way that it is saying the whole time, we're going to Paris, we're going to Paris, and that I never picked up on, I had like forgotten, I never picked up on the fact that there is like not any real modern technology. technology. It's actually incredible they one person has a cell phone but it's like a really old cell phone and i just didn't think about it because this is this is actually the benefit of binging these is that watching this movie in what 2011 yeah i probably would have been like wait why does a guy have like that unbelievably outdated cell phone and like why do the rest of them not why aren't they calling each other like when these things happen because the rest of the movies there's a lot of cell phones and texting and stuff but because we had just watched Final Destinations 1 and 2, I, like, wasn't in the 2011 mindset. Like, I wasn't in the frame of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, like, I didn't I didn't see it. And I think that it's really, really, really well shielded until the end. Sure. I think it's a stupid twist. You were very mad. You were like, if I was in a theater, I would walk out. Which is makes sense, because it's the end. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I would walk out minutes after that happened with the rest of the well, audience when we is left. There's a montage of all the kills of the franchise set to ACDC's If You Want Blood, You've Got It. Incredible. Which is fun. It's like it's like the Supernatural finale or something. It's like, oh, remember the journey we've been on? The, the, the Supernatural finale doesn't even do that. The episode before the finale. The pretend finale. Yeah, montage. Remember love, this television show I learned about earlier this episode? I love a montage, honestly. It's fun. I think this movie is the fourth best i think four yes, is worse four out of five yeah um i, I think would it not goes recommend it. I know from we, the bottom it goes four five three two one ah uh, again i feel like i'm weirdly leaning towards three now i didn't like it while watching it but i think Mine i'm more is, fond of it now i'm gonna do it in the the way a normal person does this one at the top uh-huh then obvious two, then three then five then four okay can i say one more thing about this franchise the whole, the whole franchise? Yeah, there's a, there's one more fun element we haven't discussed. Which is what? Like I said, there's a lot of Easter eggs in all of these movies. There's a lot of, like, suggestions of past deaths and kills and everybody's name means something, which I always really enjoy. Um, but one of the most fun, I think, little in-universe um, consistencies is the existence of um, Heist Pale Ale Beer. Did you notice that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Heiss Pale Ale Beer. Heiss? Um, Heiss, which is named after the stunt coordinator, Freddie Heiss, um, who did the stunt work on Final Destination 2. Heiss Pale Ale Beer is in every movie after the first one. It is a Heiss Pale Ale Beer truck that, like, is part of the pileup in 2. They're drinking Heiss Pale Ale Beer in 4 and 5. There's another Heiss... Oh, it's a Heiss uh, Pale Ale so truck what is so fun about that this? crushes them in... 
three. I just like it. I really like when there's a series of movies or a, a, a like a cinematic universe that um, has a consistent like, beer. A beer specifically. I think it's beer? very, I don't know. I just think it's fun. Not like a TV show, not like a... TV shows too. I actually, I love when it's a TV show. I think that's also very fun. I'm not saying it's exclusive to beer. I just like, I think beer is a really good way to to tie things in because you can see a lot of trucks in the background and ads and people can be drinking it. Like I'd feel the same if it was like a coffee company, like anything like that. It's like just a little background consistency. It's easy to throw on. I really like it. And I also like when things are just like named for stunt coordinators. I think it's fun. So I love the heist pale ale beer. It feels like a really fun little, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Easter egg. (laughs) So there's a lot of like fun stuff. Like I mean, like the trivia for these movies is off the chain. Like it, there's so much. So it's one of those, it's like a really, I can imagine it being fun movies to watch over and over again and be like, oh shit, that means this, you know, look they're, up all the names. They're fun. Like I would see a new one if it ever came out. I oh, me too. Like just because this is like, again, they're nasty in a way that I like as a horror fan. Mm-hmm. They're cynical in a way that makes me cringe in a good way. There's like, like all, as boring as they can be, there are still these like really creative kills that are fun. I haven't said the word entrails, which is incredible because these Lots of entrails. have so many entrails. Many guts. Like an unbelievable amount of gore. Like when I say gore, I'm not just talking about blood. I am talking about blood no, and guts. It's guts. It is gore, um, which is fun. Like, I like it's seeing it. It's fun because of how popular these movies are that, like, a lot of... Again, I love when some crazy horror shit gets flung upon unsuspecting viewers who are trying yeah. to see something else. It does feel crazy that people would sit in a movie theater and just watch this, not really knowing what they were getting themselves into. I like it. It's nuts. I really, I really hope that if Final Destination 6 ever comes out, it is, like gets into some of this lore not too much again i don't want there to be like the personification of death i don't want tony todd to be death but i want like internet conspiracy to like come into play i think that'd be i think there's there's still a lot of places for this franchise to go which i think would be really fun and i think it's the sort of thing that like would be really well served by the kind of culture that we have now of like what would it mean to have like internet sleuths on this you know true crime obsessives yeah. like there's just a, there's there's things really ripe for the metatextual discussion here that i think would be very I agree, fun especially the, the coincidences and the conspiracy like, exactly like buzzfeed yeah. and solve would do a fucking episode on flight 180 and like yeah, yeah, yeah what does that mean like i just think it's very fun i totally agree are you ready to sacrifice ourselves in order to break the chain yes unsuccessfully never break the chain uh, why don't you pull up the roulette and we'll see if we come up with another franchise and binge that one instead. I love it. Honestly, it's been very fun. Very rewarding. All right. Spin the roulette. Let's see what we got. Our next movie will be. Shook. What is Shook? Okay. Well, it's on Disney Plus. No, it's not. That's what this says. Just watch. What are you doing? I. Crazy if true. Or real good. Sorry. Real good. Not just watch. Yeah. Uh, it's also on Shutter, which I love Shutter. Um, it looks very 2021, which can be a good thing or a bad there thing. There is a movie called Shook on Disney Plus. It's not this one. Maybe Real Good Got Confused. Which one do you want to watch? The I would like to watch Shutter. I would like to watch this horror movie, not this uh dance this? movie. Dance movie. It's 53 minutes long. Um, 
on Shudder. On Shudder, directed by Jennifer Harrington. This looks like it will either be really fun. Ooh, you getting sleepy that. on the final destination made me sleepy. This looks like it'll either be really fun or really dumb. Well, the roulette means we're going to take a chance on it. Mm-hmm. All right, come get shook with us. All shook up. On shook. Uh, and until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. Be sure to tell your friends about the coincidences in your life. Yeah. And the crazy roads they take you down. If any of you see the number 180 in your life soon, run in the opposite direction. Or don't, because death's coming for you no matter what. It doesn't matter. Literally, you can't can't escape it. Yeah, what nihilism of these movies. Dang, nothing matters. matters. It's brutal. Yeah, it's fucked up. Thanks, as always, to Wes Craven. You know what I want to say. You can say it. And to James Wong for directing the one, (laughs) my... Probably like my 15th favorite Jet Li movie, but definitely the silliest The most Jet Li memorable. Movie. Are oh you my yawning? god, yeah, sorry. I'm this this really took one out of me. This <laughs> This is this episode might be longer. We'll see how it is after it's edited. Yeah. Right now our recording session is longer than any Final Destination movie. They are mercifully short. It is uh, we have to say that about them. The fourth one is an hour and 20 minutes long. Yeah. That's a good and thing. You about know them. what? It feels good that it's not longer than that. <laughs> Considering the fucking double, double visions. All right. You guys wanted a long episode. You asked for this. This is what you wanted. We gotta get out of here. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Yay. Happy Pride. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Is there a gay person in the entire Final Destination franchise? Nope. I can't decide if that's homophobic or if it'd be homophobic to have them in it and kill them. I hate it when gays die. I hate it when gays die. That's the real... Thank you. Uh, we watched all five Final Station movies in Pride Month and not a single gay person died. Hooray. That's real equality. <laughs> really makes you think. Or At least statistically, one of those people was gay. Oh, they just weren't out. They were closeted. Yeah. So now the death is just like killing closeted gay people. That's fucked up. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. All right. Stay gay. <laughs> stay gay and spooky. Rocky Mountain High. Rocky Mountain High